Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Listening to the voices of this world system will derail you from the path that God has ordained for you. Let me tell you something. Don't you let any other voice triumph, trump over the voice of God. Not an influential person in the church, not somebody you think you like, not somebody, not some great celebrity, not some great talk show host. No one should, no one's voice should supersede the voice of God. You say, well, are you supposed to, are you supposed to hear the voice of God audibly? God says, go here, render. No, just begin to read the pages of scripture. Every, when the words speak, God speaks. That's right. And he begins to work through his spirit, and, he, and the Holy Spirit prompts your heart and begins to navigate your heart and unveil some things to you. Listening to the voices of this world system will derail you from the path that God has ordained for you. God has a path marked out for each one of you. God knows where you're supposed to be from your birth to your death. And some of you have short-circuited your destiny because you listen to voices you think so well of until they've taken you off course because what you're saying to them don't make sense. Look how quiet it gets. You're getting choked on that. How many times have, have, have lives been ruined and shattered because they listened to that wrong voice, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, the world, Experts, pundits, allowing the word of God to direct our path will keep us in God's perfect will. I want to do what God tells me to do. Psalms 119, 133a says, direct my steps by your word. If you allow the word of God to direct your steps, you will be in the perfect will of God. Not his permissive will, even better, his perfect will. Listen, next. Wisdom comes from the word of God. Wisdom comes from the word of God. Deuteronomy 4, 6 says, keep them and do them. For that will be your wisdom, underline that, will be your wisdom and your understanding. Underline that. You get wisdom and understanding from the word of God. In the sight of the peoples who, when they hear all these statues, God's word, God's law, will say, look at this. Hold, hold it there. Y'all read too fast. Look what it says. Surely this great nation is wise and understanding. Let me just say that again. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Wow. When you live by the word and do the word of God, you know what people will say of you? You are a great church of God. 
the presence of God is here. Like my wife and I, we got, I got a text 2 o'clock in the morning from one of the deacons after we got out of the meeting. I mean, I, heard, I saw this text early in the morning, and he said, Pastor, we on holy ground, and God is moving in this church 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, he texted me. I said, who's this texting me this time of morning? <laughs> but I saw that joy and that excitement of God's moving. The man couldn't sleep because of the move of God, because of miracles. He couldn't sleep. Oh, God woke him up. I don't know what happened. But when God does something, you can't keep it to yourself. So he had to text me 2 o'clock in the morning. I hope you don't have that every day. Every, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, people of God, the word of God imparts wisdom and understanding in the midst of a confused, misdirected, and unholy, corrupt world. When you have wisdom and understanding, it will arrest the attention of people who are watching you and listening to you. You said people watching me? They watching you. They listening to you. They listen to what you're saying and what you're not saying. Some folks sadly get their cue from you and not get it from God. You see, you know what? I looked at that thing and got happy. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. I, it's my greatest joy when people see a hear about Maranatha. He said, that's a wise and understanding people. When they, when they, call your family, call your family name, your last name out in, in your family. Just call it as loud as you can. I, whatever you call is a wise and understanding family. A wise and understanding marriage. It's something about them I just don't understand, but I know something. God is at work. And whatever they got, I want some of it. That's right. I want some of it. I see God. I see God. I see God. Oh, God. Next, the word of God heals. The word of God heals. Uh, Psalms 107.20 says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Now, there's something big I want to say. You say, well, you say big on everything. Well, it's all, this is all from God. You cannot effectively witness for Christ unless you are spiritually healed yourself. Did you get that? <laughs> you cannot effectively witness for Christ unless you are spiritually healed yourself. The word of God, when applied, heals your anger. There are people who are angry right now. There are people who are holding a grudge right now. There are people who are bitter. It heals your bitter, bitterness. It heals your fear. You, you, you can't witness for Christ being worried, being in depression with suicidal tendencies, walking around stale and unrevived. You know? You, you, you got to be healed. You got to be healed. He sent forth his word and healed them. You need to write that down. The word of God heals. 
heals. Some of y'all got too much stuff in you. That's why you can't be a witness for Christ. Psalms 119.50 says, this is my comfort in my affliction. And we're in the midst of affliction now with this plague. For your word has given me life. Right now, you ought to have a whole lot of life. You ought to be sitting there in a little chair, in a little corner. Ooh, oh, I hope the fires don't get me. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, hey, you're going to kill yourself. God didn't create you. Listen, trials brings the best out of us and the worst out of us. And I declare some folk is bringing the worst out of them. This thing is really, at the end of the day, revealing your level of faith, your level of spirituality. And it's showing some of y'all, you ain't got nothing. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. Give me life. I'm so passionate and excited to be standing behind this pulpit declaring the gospel. The more serious things get, things burning, folk pulling down statues, folk acting crazy, world upside down. I say, God, give me more passion to stand. Give me more passion to preach. Give me more energy. Give me more fire. Help me to say it the way you want it said because people's lives are hanging in the balance and I want to see them survive and be victorious in this storm to the glory of God. The value of the word in evangelism. The word of God brings peace. The word of God brings peace. Psalms 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. And nothing causes them to stumble. The word of God brings peace. Psalms 119, 165 says, great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. Listen, inner turmoil hinders your witness for Christ. You a hot mess, you can't witness. You holding stuff, you mad, you selfish, you jealous, you mean, you honorary. You're judgmental, you're a critiquer, you got the gift of criticism. That's inner turmoil. And it will hinder your witness. Inner, you know, great peace. You know what, you know what great, I mean, not just a little peace. Underline that. Great peace. See, y'all got y'all go too fast in the word. I just, I just don't have the time. Say great. Say, say, y'all, y'all need to say that to, to you. We got to say that three times as loud as we can. Even with the mask on. Let's just say great peace. One, say it. Great peace. Oh, I think you can do a little bit better than that. A, a, a little bit louder. Come on. Great a little bit loud. Come on. Great peace. Have those who love your word. You see, inner turmoil hinders your witness for Christ. Inner tranquility, contentment, and rest comes from meditating on the word of God 
and it enables you to be an effective witness for Christ. Effective witness for Christ. And I'll be talking about more of that next time. You say, you got another message on this? I sure do. I ain't through. Great peace. Next, the word of God brings joy. Brings joy. Psalms 119, says, the statues, the word of my heritage forever, they are the joy of my heart. You see, the word of God produces joy in the best and worst of times and is not contingent upon circumstances. <laughs> Unless my, my, my bank account is like this, unless all my children are doing well, all my grandchildren are doing well, well, unless I'm at the zenith of my marriage, and unless the church is like this, unless this is that way, then I, look, and then I have some joy. Stop putting that, those kind of prerequisites on joy. That's crazy. Your joy ought to be evident in the best of times and the worst of times, regardless of what your children and grandchildren do. Whether they're in jail, out of jail, but the best of decisions, worst of decisions, give them to Jesus. Give your circumstances to Jesus. Give your marriage to Jesus. Give your finances to Jesus. Give your health to Jesus. Give everything you got to Jesus. Then you'll have some joy. The word of God produces joy in the best and worst of times and is not contingent upon circumstances. Listen at this. Joyful saints enjoy witnessing about God's salvation. When last time you got happy that you're saved? You didn't hear me. When is the last time that you, you got happy because you were born again? Get mad and won't even sing in the choir. You hung your harp on the willow. Too sad to sing. When is the last time you rejoiced over the mercy of God when God should have wiped you out? And me too. It, do I have any witnesses in here? When is the last time you got happy over your deliverance? When, when is the last time you rejoiced in the goodness of God in your life? God brought you through that car wreck. God got you off that operating table. God delivered you when you didn't deserve to be delivered. God healed you when you could have been dead and already in heaven, but he left you here by his grace. You ought to be shouting that God takes care of you. Do I have a witness here? God takes care of you. Do I have a witness here today? God will take care of you. I declare it today. I declare it today. You ought to rejoice in the marvelous miracles of God. When you walk close to God, God unveils his miracles to you. He lets you see things other folk can't even see. They don't even know a miracle when they see it. <laughs> I got so many miracles I can talk about in my life, in my wife's life. I just wish I could just talk about miracles of the Drapers. I remember one time, let me give you one. It just come to mind. We were, 
We were located much smaller, 5814 Ridland Plaza. And we were a small church. And the church had donated us some furniture, some pews and some stuff. And they needed polishing and varnishing, and they needed refurbishing. So she laughed because she already knew where I'm going. And we had everything we owned outside on a Saturday. All of a sudden, here's this gray, big black cloud. I, that cloud was so big, and black, I just looked at it, and I looked at all our stuff out here. There's no way we could have gotten all that stuff in. When I, I just said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what God did? God let it thunder, lightning. She said it never, and rain like nothing. But it stopped across the street. <laughs> and on our side of the street, just as dry as cornbread. Just as dry. And I said, look at God. I mean, it's raining cats and dogs. I mean, right now over there and on this side. It was just dry and nothing got wet. You tell me that ain't a miracle? That's just one miracle. I got a hundred more like it. You can't even see them if you're not walking with God. My wife and I got something to shout about. There's some folk here were part of that miracle. That really happened. And God saved the church's furniture so it won't be all smelly and mildewed. And the work of God got done God's way. I declare to you today that the Lord is with Maranatha. The Lord is with Maranatha. Uh, Next, the word of God is our source of comfort and hope. The word of God is our source of comfort and hope. Romans 15, 4 says, for whatever things were written before you were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Underline comfort and hope. That's a wonderful combination when you got both of them. The word of God not only comforts your heart in the midst of grief. Man, we, there are a lot of people here today, a lot of saints who've experienced grief, including me in the death of my own mother just a few months ago and others of you We've been to funerals and all kinds of things. I mean, funeral after funeral after funeral. The word of God comforts in grief and sickness and hurt and pain. But it also enables us to live in hope. To live in, you have to choose to live in hope. Psalms 119.49 says, remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. If you do not possess hope in the midst of an upside-down culture, you will struggle to witness for Christ. If you do not possess hope in the midst of an upside-down culture, you will struggle to, to witness for Christ. You must allow the word to comfort your heart, to give you hope. Then you can be an effective witness for Christ. Next, the word of God lifts heavy burdens. It lifts burdens. Psalms 119.28 says, my soul melts from heaviness. My heart, in other words, the psalmist is saying, my heart is so burdened. Strengthen me according to your word. 
First Peter 5, 7 says, throw all your worry on him because he cares for you. All your anxieties, all your trouble, all your issues, all your disappointments, all your failures, throw it on God. When you trust God and his word, there is no burden that God cannot bear. Did you get that? When you trust God and his word, there is no burden that God cannot bear. Therefore, throw all of your burdens, cast them all upon the Lord, and then leave them there. Don't pick them back up. Like that old song that, old song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and what? Leave them there. Why? Because a heavy, burdened heart will affect your witness for Christ. Your heart's heavy, your heart's burdened, overwhelmed. There's no way you can minister and witness to the glory of God. Next, the word of God gives victory over temptation. The word of God gives victory over temptation. Matthew 4, 10 through 11 says, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Verse 11, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. 1 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 also says, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey God. That's how you have victory over temptation. The word of God is our best defense against Satan and his demonic realm. The word of God is our best defense against Satan and his demonic realm. It will protect us, safeguard us, and shield your mind from the fiery darts of the enemy. The enemy have fiery darts. He'll put the dart of doubt against you, you know, and the, the, dart, of, the dart of feeling self-centered, Pride, all these things. If you take any thought that is not of God, listen to this. If you take any thought that is not of God captive, if you take any thought that is not of God captive, take it captive, before it enters your mind, you will experience more victory over sin and temptation. Any thought that is not of God, if you take it captive with the enablement of the Holy Spirit, you will have victory over temptation. The word of God is truth in the midst of a world filled with lies and deception. The word of God is truth in the midst of lies and deception. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. The truth of God's word exposes lies and deception when our lives are saturated with the word of God. You'll spot a lie. You'll spot deception. You won't be overtaken and you won't be so easily seduced by television and people and uh, politics and all these things. Lastly, freedom comes from the word of God to those who are held captive. Freedom comes from the word of God to those who are held captive. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. 
The Word of God has the power to liberate you from anything or anyone who is holding you captive. The Word of God has the power to liberate you from anything or anyone who is holding you captive. In closing, it is the Word of God empowered by the Spirit of God that helps believers to be effective witnesses for Christ. These passages should motivate us to study the Word of God so we will be equipped to minister to God's people and even the lost, those who are estranged from God, those who are backslidden. You have the power of the word resident and active in your heart. You can minister to those who are backslidden, discouraged, depressed, sick, grieving, wearied, and burdened. When you implement and apply the word of God, it will empower and equip you to witness and to minister to people who are lost and need the Lord. People need the Lord, and the word of God is the answer for wherever you are in life right now. Jesus is the answer for whatever is going on in your life right now. However big or small, he is not just the answer, he is the only answer. And all God's children said, and Father, we thank you for this word. I said a whole lot. And we have a whole lot to chew on. That's why you brought us here. And look what we would have missed had we not come. That's why every time we come, it counts. God is our ever-present help. He is available to us whenever and wherever we need him. Regrettably, we sometimes take matters into our own hands instead of giving it all to him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas directly across from the Randolph Air Force Base.